Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarro. With me is Danny, and we're back for another week here. Another great weekend on the Twitter picks. What did we go? We are overall, we are 31, 10, and 2 with our Twitter picks. So it took us till, and the, and the 10th loss was on uh, FIU last night, um, even though the UTEP's quarterback and wide receiver were out for the game. Uh, FIU uh, dog shit. That was a bad uh, take. We went right off the injury for that that uh, pick. But so it took us into week seven of college football to get our 10th miss overall, firing almost 50 picks. I just can't make them on a Wednesday or Thursday. So it's unreal how it's actually been unfolding. Uh, yes, and I I am somehow positive on my uh, podcast picks and finally hit the lock. So things are trending up for us. Um, let's start with just a touch of news overall in the NFL, more at the front office end of things, and that is uh, Frank Reich basically throwing the owner under the bus when asked about um, his meetings with the owner and and how the season's going and stuff. And basically said there's hands-off owners and hands-on owners. And, uh, for, and uh, you know, David Tepper is, is a hands-on owner and basically kind of putting some of the blame on him. And it can be speculated, like maybe he didn't want Bryce Young trading away a bunch of assets for Bryce Young. Um, but the owner definitely seemed to make that move. Obviously, that move came from David Tepper and his uh, team, not Frank Reich so much. And so, you know, uh, Frank Reich can kiss his job goodbye because he does think as a coach too. And the Panthers should have definitely won a couple of these games on their defense alone. Um, they had a good defense, and now everything there has went to shit. And they definitely had a better chance with the – I forget the guy who's their interim last uh, season. But uh, my last point on it is, you know, David Tepper lost reportedly between 100 and $200 million on the practice facility in Rock Hill uh, just because he couldn't agree with the city on um, taxes or some shit and basically was being petty about the whole thing. He He lost, you know, more than – a lot of people put together we'll see in a lifetime on a practice facility, which got demolished over the summer. Uh, he's not afraid to lose a couple mil on Frank Reich's contract. So I like Frank Reich, first coach fired, if you can find it somewhere. Hell yeah, it all adds up. Yeah. So, and, you know, just being around here, uh, the Panthers have no hope. I don't think anyone cares about the Panthers oh, at all. Strange. And now that Clemson stinks too, everyone around here, like there's not a lot of football <laughs> talk going on in this area anymore. South Carolina was supposed to be good this year too, and they're kind of slow out the gate. My yeah. uh, Speaking of Bryce Young, my C.J. Stroud rookie of the year bet is looking pretty good. Yeah, Except that was a good part call. where he was kicking Pittsburgh's dick in, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't, we're not going to talk about Pittsburgh on the bye week. We're going to let that simmer. Uh, we'll go right into the Browns, though. Uh, team in a similar situation, it seems almost. A great defense and uh, offense with no identity. 
But Deshaun Watson is going to sit out again this week against the 49ers. And if you follow us at Return to Play Pod on Twitter, you'll see that I tweeted, uh, Deshaun definitely does not want to come back against this elite 49ers defense and get exposed for being mid as fuck, which uh, his track record has proven so. He's got, you know, 33 career wins and 28 losses and one playoff win. Um, that's that's about as average as it gets because he had a good or even great defense his entire time in Houston and then obviously the Browns. So there's really no excuse for saying why he shouldn't have a much higher win percentage because at the end of the day, that's what matters in the NFL, especially if you're getting paid a quarter billion dollars almost. Um, so what the fuck does he care if he – has, he doesn't want to play against the 49ers. He's already got a quarter billy. Eh, I, I will refute. He had a – I just looked up. His defenses in Houston, his four years as a starter, were ranked 32, 4, 19, and 27. So he had one year two, of good defense. Two, and then one year of a great defense at four, and then one year of a – I would just I, put that at good at – but I, I I do concur. I don't know that we are going to see that, you know, 2019, 2020 Deshaun Watson. Don't know that he's going to come walking back through that door. Um, did look good against Tennessee his last time out. Uh, I do I, – I, I, yes, you don't – I mean, if you're going to rush back, you don't want it to be against San Fran who's just going to freaking wallop you the whole time. But I, I do think even if – he is cleared to play that doesn't necessarily mean that he's able to functionally throw so he might not be at a risk of of re-injury or like aggravating it but he might also not be able to make the throws that he needs to i don't know i don't have the inside details but i as a as an avid browns hater i do appreciate the uh <laughs> the comedic aspect of the situation and, and and a Tampa Bay win would be phenomenal to top that yeah. off this weekend too. I do kind of like Detroit on the road, but um, yeah, I you know that that's just a hot take I have. I I obviously understand the a rotator cuff um, strain or bruise, whatever you want to call it, would most certainly um, affect your throwing. So, but uh, it's still. Still a take to put out there that it has some weight to it, maybe. Uh, especially when you got David and Joku on the other side of the spectrum who goes to war with literal burns across his face and that all that skin chafing against his helmet as he he took some licks uh, you know, that game. He didn't just uh, you know, play soft. Impressive. Commendable. Yeah. Very, very impressive, I will say. I've been an avid uh, Joku hater. What the fuck is Mahomes? Why Why is he throwing some? Oh, there's a flag. Was that a free play? Uh, what was I saying? Definitely was not worth the first round pick, but dude confirmed is tough as balls. Well, we'll move on to the dumpster fire, which is the New York Giants making both the Browns and the Steelers looking like comparable teams. And uh, Daniel Jones' neck strain sprain who knows um i don't think the giants are gonna rush him back to be on the field for them anytime soon i think they'd like to get a look at any literally any other guy who can throw an nfl football so i wouldn't expect to see him against buffalo here 
they do have Tyrod, so one of the better backups That's in the right. league. Yeah. Um, so definitely no rush to get him back, especially as bad as your line is. And, you know, you just invested all this money into the guy. And if you are going to get anything out of it, you can't get him killed first. Uh, definitely sucks for Saquon, though. They're probably going to be stacking the box. Just the same before we started recording, I wish freaking Saquon would have got traded to the Niners. Wish he could be in a better situation rather <laughs> than just getting his ass beat all the time. Uh, but not going to be a lot of running room for Saquon. He's going to be seeing some stacked boxes, I'm sure, which we can kind of jump ahead here. Saquon back in a limited capacity. Eckler kind of in the same thing. It looks like he's he's Eckler for sure good to go. Saquon still may be questionable, but I'd expect him to be back. Yeah, and and then on the Bills side of things, we're playing the Giants. Uh, their, their defense just took massive, massive. Um, Very banged up. Yeah, and uh, not looking good for for them to, you know, stay at the top of the pack as a defense. Going to be very very tough. Keep rolling with some more quarterbacks here. Anthony Richardson, um, grade three AC sprain. We're saying I, I don't know what what Steve thinks about this. I personally, I've, I've touched on um, you know what I think about Gardner Minshew. I think you actually have a better chance of winning with Gardner. Um, they're saying they're expecting, you know, four to six. I've also seen four to eight weeks, which seems very, very quick for me, for especially for a grade three sprain. Um, you know, you're especially he has been playing very well, but this is a guy that is a he was a project coming in. You know, he was like a he was like a Josh Allen type of thing where he has all the physical tools, but he's definitely not there yet. Even if he has looked promising, he's already been knocked. This is the third game he's been knocked out of. You know, he's not not able to protect himself like he needs to be. And uh, you know, the 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 Colts are sitting at three and two. The two games, two of the games where Richardson got knocked out early and Minshew came in, they won both of those games. And then the Minshew start they won. So when Minshew plays most of the game, they're three and zero. When Richardson plays most of the game, they're zero and two. So there's no sense to me to rush this guy back, especially your throwing shoulder. A grade three sprain is like a a, a complete tear of the uh, acromial clavicular ligament, which kind of holds your shoulder together. So you have, um, you know, once the once the pain is is tolerable I mean, he would probably have to have an operation after the season seems seems silly for me to be for them to continue to be rushing him back repeatedly after he's been already banged up so much yeah i Minshew's very obviously a serviceable uh quarterback the question is is he going to need surgery you know i don't know if they're going to have to suture that thing down if it's a grade 3 you would think that they would have to um, uh, uh, suture it down, and then in that case, you're pro- you're definitely looking at the rest of the season needing to rehab it. I would imagine um, trying to look for some info on r- protocols for that. We're not. Uh, we are also not in the Colts' medical room getting all the specific details and info. But from what we're re- what you know, we get what Schefter tweets out, and that's kind of our extent of our info. So we're not really hearing it from medical perspectives. But yeah, as as severe as they have described it, it seems very silly to us for them to be 
wanting to rush him back at any point soon. Yeah, I. It seems like four months is the if you get the surgery. Looks like a four month deal. Which my, my my perspective is they're probably trying to you know go for the the Browns. What year was that? Twenty twenty one Baker Mayfield when he was had the you know the shoulder that nagged him all year and waited till the end of the year to brace it up, get through the pain, and you know deal with it. But that that just seems like a foolish approach, especially when you have probably the best backup in the league. I mean, Gardner Minshew's could start on a, a handful of teams. So, fucking Pittsburgh, <laughs> I, you guys can have Richardson back. I'll take Minshew. Yeah. But, I, I, so, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, I don't think – I wouldn't think he's coming back this season. Um, I don't think it would be fair to him to put him out there if he's absolutely not 100%. Um, you know, you drafted him fourth overall. You You should not be – rolling the dice with him as, as a question in year one. Uh, that's that's not protecting your assets. So we'll see Absolutely what the Colts not. do. Or it could just be not as serious as, you know, Schefter's tweets are implying. I think it is. I, I, I looked at um some local indie stuff. So we'll see. Uh, that's, yeah. Let's move on to... We'll move on to the Dolphins and that quarter. Jeff Wilson Jr. promoted from IR. Looks like he'll probably be back this game to replace um, A-Chain. And is Mostert hurt? Mostert's good to go. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Devon A-Chain is, I think, going to miss about a month or six weeks, something like that, with the ankle. It's, it's, it's almost a, it's a knee, kind of the yeah. same situation as, as Connor. They didn't specify any details that I've seen. I didn't see the A-Chain play. I know the, the James Connor one. I, I don't know what, especially because Connor came back out onto the sideline, like in his full gear, kind of just stood there as a spectator. It looked like he was available to come back in if they, you know, absolutely needed them or something, which sucks for James Conner because he was – I mean, but it's the same thing we've been saying the whole time we've been doing this podcast. His body's just not built to be the bell cow. I don't know why they're trying to make him the bell cow this year, but didn't look like an egregious hit. The knee wasn't really planted when he got hit. He just got hit in the side of the knee. So the only thing I could think is like a minor MCL. I mean, he got back up, didn't really have a noticeable limp after the thing, after the play, which is what's strange to me. Thankfully, the knee wasn't, you know, stuck in the turf or anything, or, or it could have been a lot more of a serious injury. But both of them on IRs, they're out at least four games. It sounds like both teams are expecting them to be back at that four-game mark, um, but didn't get a lot of details about either. But the Dolphins, I mean, I guess I guess hammer, hammer Mostert if you have them. Yeah, I would say I mean, so. Jeff Wilson's definitely worth picking up. Cardinals, I have no idea. I, I, I don't. Cardinals are so bad. I don't really trust a specific player to like be the replacement. I don't think it'll be a bell cow. I think it'll be whichever you know player sucks the least that particular week. Yeah. Uh, any more running back news? Jameer Gibbs looks like he still is in question with a hamstring, not practicing. Um, so keep pounding David Montgomery. I mean, he looks great. Even when yeah. Gibbs was healthy, they were they were pounding him away. So 
Looks like uh, Montgomery has the full confidence of the of the Campbell staff. Yeah, that should be a pretty good game on Sunday, Lions and Bucks. We'll move on to wide receivers with uh, the biggest news of the week being uh, Justin Jefferson <laughs> might be out for the season if they keep losing. It's a hamstring. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, the the Vikings are probably going to blow everything up here soon, especially if they lose to the Bears here. I think they're just going into full fuck it mode. And, um, yeah, so we'll see uh, what happens to the Vikings. I think their season kind of um, – and Justin Jefferson's playing future uh, kind of depends on this game a little bit. And that really sucks for everyone that took him uh, one overall and uh, put stock into him because he is an excellent talent. But it just Vikings turned out to be a horrible way under than expected situation. Everyone thought they were going to be middle of the road team this year, regressing from last year. But this was just an atrocity, <clears throat> atrocious start. Concur. Um, of course, this is a sixty-yard attempt. This couldn't be four. <laughs> More fucking yards. Three more yards. I don't think they have put him on injured reserve. Oh, oh yeah, they did put him on injured reserve. So, yeah, I mean, if the Vikings – I mean, they've they've lost tough games. It's like the complete inverse of last year when they were winning. They were pulling out all the close games. So, it's tough to say. I mean, there is no sense to rush back, especially, you know, he wanted the contract and hasn't gotten it yet. Tough situation for sure. <sighs> well – no no sense to rush back if you're, you know, sitting at two and seven. Uh, the only other cleanup I have, uh, injury news, Dawson Knox should play. Dalton Kincaid might not with the concussion. Dawson Knox uh, sprained wrist in the London game, uh, but limited practice. I don't think they're worried at all about him playing. And then we can go to... T.J. Watt breaking his finger on uh, Zay Flowers' face mask. Uh, just Dis- Dislocating and tearing multiple ligaments, they said. So his finger is going to be entirely jacked up for months, which yeah. sucks for your, your personal life, but obviously he's going to play through it and um, do what he's got to do. I was full panic mode when he left the game. Um, had no idea that it was a finger on the broadcast. They didn't say anything about it, especially at this point. Pittsburgh was still freaking playing with their dicks and not able to get a first round, first round, first, first down. Uh, Baltimore jumped out to a 10-0 lead. Right, I still have no idea how how we won that game. It had no Defensive Baltimore. Scoring. Baltimore so entirely far, embarrassing. What Baltimore did, yeah, so lose that game. So far, we can't win a game unless the defense scores in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, the, Baltimore did everything they could to lose that game. All the drop passes, Lamar missing some dudes, that horrible, horrible, horrible interception into the end. I mean, that was a three-yard goal line fade, and he threw it three yards inside. Like, Joey Porter Jr., easiest pick of his career. Gunnar Olszewski, I don't know why the hell he's even he, on. Oh, I meant to look this up. All right, you you rant about the Steelers for thirty seconds while I look up this this Gunner stat. <laughs> well, one good news piece about the Steelers is Broderick Jones filled in very nicely in very his nicely, first yes. uh, NFL start, and definitely a huge improvement from what we saw in the preseason from him. Very comforting to see you get a quality start out of your first rounders' uh, first start. 
And hopefully that also um, will apply to JPJ, who I think is definitely going to be, he may not become the starter to not hurt uh, Patrick Peterson's ego, but I would definitely see them mixing JPJ in a lot more throughout the entire game, uh, which might be good for Patrick Peterson, who's a little bit older and might conserve more of his speed and energy late in the game uh, if he does have a lighter load to carry. So I think it's a good move. I think they also could move Patrick Peterson to a like a um, an amoebas-type safety uh, role where he plays a hybrid safety linebacker, cornerback role zone while, we, while we, JPJ works on the outside. I think that could work well, too, co- uh, helping in the run game, especially since we're still missing uh, Cam Hayward. Should I keep going? <laughs> so, this, so here's my, my beautiful Gunnar Olszewski stat. For, the, for people who don't recall, he opened the seat. They did not pay Ray Ray McLeod, who has been very good in San Francisco. Instead, they paid Olszewski just as much money to be our return man. He fumbled twice right away last year and got benched basically the rest of the year. Somehow still was on the team and has now fumbled twice, plus had that beautiful toe-touching catch when the kickoff was going out of bounds against the Browns, which was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Not stupidest. I've seen a lot of NFL players do stupid things. But that was a top five stupidest thing I've ever seen an NFL player do. But here's my beautiful stat. Gunnar Olszewski, in his Steelers career, this is counting kick returns, punt returns, receptions, and rushes. He has 23 touches over the last two seasons. Touched the ball 23 times. Fumbled it four times all four have been in absolutely horrible moments by the way but that is, i mean imagine you i mean imagine if a running back got 23 carries and fumbled four times that's pretty much like like that's how crazy that stat is like hold on to the damn ball i don't know how he's still on the team he might be the nicest guy in the world i don't know seems like a cool dude he should never be on the field for pittsburgh ever again i don't know how he is not cut yet but Lamar threw a horrible pick right after, and we somehow got out of it. And I will say, calling the audible, obviously, I mean, the Ravens had nine dudes within a centimeter of the line. Like, they were so stacked up into the box just ready for – like, they knew Pittsburgh was not going to throw the ball. They were basically begging Pittsburgh to, like, attempt to throw the ball. And Kenny said, fuck it, Randy, Randy, which, as it turns out, was an audible named after Randy Moss. Um, and Pickett did his best, uh, Pickens, excuse me, did his best Randy Moss impression on the, on the game winning touchdown. So they'll definitely have to change that call now that everybody knows, knows the audible. Oh my, and we didn't even talk about, we didn't even talk about Tomlin. He has not faced nearly enough scrutiny for mismanaging the end of that, trying to kneel the clock out. Everyone and their grandma knew you could not kneel it out with Baltimore having two timeouts. And giving so they gave Baltimore the ball back with freaking 50 seconds left for no freaking reason. Plus, all right, I got 30 more seconds. I will send you, I forgot, I meant to send you this too because I, I saved a screen recording of it. Did you, did you see when they had Minka? So Baltimore used their last time out for the third down and they cut back to the TV and Minka was on the field. Did you see like they were going to run a play with Minka? Like they were going to do some wildcat shit with Minka or something? Did you notice that? No, my mic was I, muted, but no. I will I will send you I'll send you the video. So so they come back from commercial or wherever they were at and it and it shows Tomlin on the sideline 
as they're getting lined up. This is when they got the fucking illegal procedure because obviously they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And you you see Tomlin, you can see see him very aud- very visibly mouth the words Minka out, and he motions for Minka, and Minka looks over and then runs off the field. So they were gonna do some stupid bullshit wildcat with Minka or something on the third down play, which is what led to the confusion that got them the illegal procedure that gave Baltimore another freaking timeout. Mm-hmm. And not only that. Not only that, Mike Tomlin has never saved his time. That's the first time I've ever seen Mike Tomlin finish a game with all three timeouts. Like he blo- he burns them for the dumbest reasons constantly. And in that situation where you you third third down in the game on the line, you don't use one when you you just <laughs> you just fucking ran Minka off the field for an offensive play. You clearly don't know the off like like burn a timeout, dude. Like get get. Yeah. You almost that, cost that. yourself the game. I'll send you that video. On I don't oh, think we wow. can tweet it out because it's technically a, a copyright thing. But uh, I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> outlandish. One of the craziest things I've ever witnessed. Well, we ended up talking about the Steelers, but I thought that was a productive uh, talk, not just <laughs> shitting on them completely. I mean, it mostly was, but uh, and we'll, we'll switch things up to. Uh, the football with a U and draw of the week. I don't think we hit them last week. I know I didn't hit mine. I don't even remember what mine was, so that means I didn't hit it because I would have been popping off about it. Yeah, so we got two for you this week, no doubt. I've got Wolves and Bournemouth. Bournemouth? It's it's a it's an international break, so you gotta you gotta pick a different one. That's gonna be the next weekend. That is a good pick, though, for next weekend. Yeah, pencil that in for next weekend. <laughs> These and, international breaks always get you, bro. I'll give yeah. I'll give mine while you're looking. Yours. So basically, you got to do like Euro qualifying or or a uh, World I'm Cup qualifying, depending on which continent. Um, U.S. has some friendlies coming up since they don't have to qualify this this cycle. Um, but mine, I'm going Conmebol. World Cup qualifying, so South America. This is a Tuesday game, so next Tuesday. So you got to wait a little. Be patient a little bit, listeners. Wait until Tuesday, but I really like this one. Colombia and Ecuador. I like Ecuador getting the draw at home. It's it's sitting at plus 230 right now. It's the Battle of the Flags. If you aren't a geography buff, they have identical flags, except Ecuador has the coat of arms on theirs, which... uh, Features a condor. I looked it up. It is a condor, which I think is kind of a weird bird to put on your flag. A vulture. Like <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have cooler birds than that. Um, Ecuador was one of the one of the pleasant surprises of the last World Cup cycle. I think they're gonna keep it rolling. Colombia playing well. Ecuador playing well. Looks like a draw coming up. All right, I'm gonna take Ireland and Greece. With a low number of plus one eighty five, that's a low draw ooh, number. One. Which what which is, Ireland? Republic of Republic of. Okay, that's a very low draw. That's a I don't know that I've ever seen a draw that low. Uh, that's Friday at two forty five for Euros. Uh, Greece is plus two ten, and Republic of Ireland is plus one fifty money line. But I do have a money line play for you Wednesday night in the MLS. And that's Charlotte FC playing Inter Miami. Now, obviously, it's 
Uh, will Messi play or not? My answer to that is no, he will not play because Miami got knocked out of the playoffs last week. They uh, impossible for them to make the playoffs. He's not going to come back from a fucking quad strain to play one more game against Charlotte because he's not going to play on Charlotte's turf for sure. Uh, he's not going to come back for one more game against Charlotte just to you know test his leg out and play. You know, soccer you don't you don't do that. So Charlotte is only one point out of the play-in game. Uh, they're only one and two points back from the the higher seed of that play-in game to have a home play-in game. So uh, they got two games here against Inter Miami, who they are better than on paper without Messi. And so you know, give me Charlotte plus one fifty at Miami to to keep their playoff hopes alive. And then we're going to roll that. We're going to roll that win right into the Charlotte to win again, or win or draw. Maybe a win or draw when they're at home against Miami again for the the repeat. You like that? I I like it. Why not? Let it roll. I do. I do think Messi. He did play the last game. He came on as a late sub, like in like the seventy something minute. So I think he'll probably continue just playing the second half of games. A lot of people lost money betting on Miami MLS Cup, which was silly. It wasn't impossible, but they had—I mean—they had a lot of ground to make up. And they damn near did, so I commend them for that. But I do like the Charlotte pick there. Yeah, uh, you know who knows? Miami might have the the locker room talk of let's keep them out of the playoffs too. Uh, but that's about it. So. We'll move right into the greasy gambling picks alluded to earlier in the year or in the episode. Uh, eight, five, and two overall for myself, five, nine, and one for Danny. So, a bit of a flipped record here between the two of us. Uh, but then we're flipped on our locks. So, I'm one, three, and one. Danny is three, one, and one. So, polar opposites here uh, in every way. Why don't you start us? This week. Yeah, yeah. This is this is bad. I, I I can only make picks on a Saturday morning. I don't understand what's going on with it. My locks are the only thing keeping me afloat here. Um, did not like this slate, so that probably bodes well for me because I've been saying I really like the last couple, and I've I've gone one and two for like four weeks now. So we'll start off. I really like Arkansas plus twenty and a half. Arkansas. Off to a rough start, had a really hard schedule. Played, they've lost a lot of close games, one score games to BYU, LSU, Ole Miss, ranked teams. They're at Alabama in Tuscaloosa, will be tough. But Alabama's offense is just, just stunk. I don't know that they're going to be able to score enough to cover 20 and a half against a team like Arkansas that, that can score and at least is going to play, play them tough. So Alabama W, but I think Arkansas keeps it close. I also really like – I don't like the line on this one, but I think Notre Dame bounces back in a big way. Um, at home, USC, we've seen how freaking terrible, awful their defense is. Stayed up till 2.30 in the morning just to watch them pull it out in triple overtime last week. I was pissed off. But I think Notre Dame still – I was hoping they were going to come in as an underdog, but they're minus two and a half. But I still like them to cover at home. Um, and then my lock, here's a crazy, crazy stat for you. I don't have the, the numbers off the top of my head, but Desmond Ritter, entirely different person, home versus away. 
um, in his career, college and NFL. Now he is 31 and 0 at home. Um, and obviously his NFL numbers at home, he looks like a promising quarterback on the road. He looks like he's going to get benched immediately. So Falcons at home against the reeling Washington commanders team. I like the Falcons covering two and a half. That's my hashtag lock of the week. <laughs> well, I also had the Falcons as one of my picks, not my lock. Uh, oh, same reasoning. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, I I guess for at the moment, I'm just going to keep that because um, we didn't plan that. So I'm just also going to keep that Falcons play in there. Who cares? Who the fuck cares? Um, and my other pick uh, – We'll go to college. Oklahoma State is plus three at Kansas. And, um, you know, I just kind of the same reasoning. I like Oklahoma State when they're at home. And this is a 3.30 kickoff, so middle of the day. And uh, 15 mile an hour per, per hour winds I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The sharp money's on Oklahoma State, so I'm rolling with that. Not not a whole lot of analysis there. And then we go to my lock of the week, and it just screams. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I like this pick too much because it's the Ravens minus four in London against the Tennessee Titans. Ravens flew Monday more early Monday morning to London, uh, to quote Jim Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh, he said, uh, we had to fly, we flew out early to get the stench of Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh <laughs> loss off of us. Um, so yeah, love that. That just gets me rock hard and we will see how that affects them because the Jaguars, you know, they got there Monday as well for their first game where the Falcons came delayed. And then we saw what happened to the Bills, who left Friday, looked super sluggish, and I'd imagine so. I mean, that is a uh, a long flight, and from from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, you can even add uh, an extra hour and a half probably onto that flight, rather than if you left from Buffalo or Baltimore. So um, the Titans, to my point, the Titans aren't leaving until tomorrow morning or overnight tonight, and they're only going to have been there for two and a half days. Like you're, you're still going, you're just barely going to feel back from your jet lag. So you know, it's just screen. And the Ravens are coming off of that obviously embarrassing loss that they, they, they fucking are steaming right now. They are their skin is crawling right now, and they're going to take it out on the average at best Tennessee Titans. And the Ravens do this too. They they wallop the average teams. Yeah, I do. I do love that pick. I did think it was weird when Vrabel said, you know, they just wanted to get in and get out. Especially you saw how good Jacksonville did both weeks, but but especially the the Buffalo game after having been there for over a week fully acclimated um definitely looked like it played a difference i do want to just uh you misspoke on the oklahoma oklahoma state game um you said at one point at kansas and then you said at oklahoma state so i just want to clear up for our dedicated listeners it is at oklahoma state and i will give steve half a point here because we go with the fan duel numbers and they are plus 
Oh, no, you want three. My bad. <laughs> uh, I was thinking I was giving you half a point like they were favored. <laughs> but, no, I'll give you the plus three. They are well, plus I, half on FanDuel. And um, I, I'm just – at this point, I'm going off of the you Action can, Network consensus yeah, I mean, line, you can you they, can find it at a different sports yeah. book for three, for sure. Yeah. I was thinking I was giving you a help, but I, then I realized it was the other way. Well, just to the point that this is called the greasy gambling picks, and it's not very greasy if you're only looking at one book for the line. I I agree that yeah. going off a of vandal was never my my vote. Yeah, I, well, and and we're we're growing here <laughs> uh, as a, as a podcast, but definitely follow us along Saturday and Sunday for those picks. Oh, as yeah. uh, we've been rolling, we brought the graphic game back. We got we got the hottest <laughs> graphics for you. Ooh. Dude got his leg rolled up on. I was worried about him. Who's that, Rice? Yeah. He's good, though. I need another Mahomes touchdown here. He ain't getting me no points. Well, enjoy the weekend. It's starting to get a little chilly out there, so put a light jacket on and uh, rake the leaves. I, I don't have to watch Kenny Pickett on this beautiful fall Sunday. Yeah, either. relax. We're leaving. Nothing to worry about. Oh, yeah. We're all right. All right. So have a good one. Stay, Stay safe. Stay well. Stay healthy, America.